People of Ghana, welcome to our podcast. My name is Mary Dazi, and I'm your host for today's episode. I'm here with three lovely girls, and they are Wasan Venice Abanga. I am Elon Keji. Denisha Abubire. These people are here to join me for today's discussion on why does um, Kaya migrated from wherever they are to Accra to struggle and to carry these loads on their heads from markets to these lorry stations. So they are here, ladies, children migrated all the way from northern region to Accra to work. I have a question to put out there to my guest here. So what do you think are some of the reasons why these Kaya people, like they move from all the way from northern region to Accra to come carry loads like in the markets here? All right, thank you very much for the question that you've asked. Actually, I'm not going to uh, speak on the perspective of what I think, but the experience. I am from the north, so okay. I know some of the things that goes on there. Okay. Um, I remember in 2004, I went back to my hometown as I was born in the southern part of Ghana. So going there, in fact, it wasn't easy. And as time went by, you realize some people are really, really in... Um, need of financial support. And so some people hardly earn three times a daily meal. And so in this situation, some, someone can go like the whole day with only a meal. And so in these situations, sometimes it becomes difficult for the parents to be able to support their kids. And when some people come from the southern part to the northern parts, they start asking them, what have you been doing there and that stuff. So the people that comes to the southern parts of Ghana to do these kind of jobs, they come home and the family notice that they are doing good financially and stuff. They also encourage their young ones or the other people asking questions, try to also come to the southern parts to have a feel of whatever business they are doing. Sometimes they don't disclose to them that this is the kind of job that I'm doing there, but they will tell them that I'm working. So when you come to the southern part and then the job is not there, then you end up going to the market to carry things uh, to earn some form of money for yourself. I actually had to research on this thing before this discussion will go, like will take place today. And I realized that Northern region have the highest po- like poverty incidence in the whole of Ghana, like in the country. Okay, yes, you are right. Looking at Ghana, we have two seasons, and uh, it is the raining season and then the dry season. When you go to the north, it's the same thing, but um, the difference is that during the dry season, the dry, like it hits there very hard, and so farming becomes less fewer people get land that is closer to the dams and then the rivers and they are able to cultivate their onions and stuff. That is where that is the reason why you, you see onions coming from the north not most of the times. And so if it gets to this time, a lot of people don't have jobs. And so the more reason why they have to come to the uh, southern parts to look for jobs. Okay, so adding to that 
I had an encounter with some of these Kaya ladies and I spoke to them on the conditions that brought them all the way here and into the business. And I found that some of them were deceived. Actually, it's um, their aunties or relatives or friends who were here in the business already came back home to tell them how lucrative the business is. And when they, they got to know that, they were like, oh, okay, then let me go do something for myself, make some money while waiting for, some of them were in school, while waiting for my results or something like that. And then they come and this is the situation. And then they are stuck here because there's no other way for them. Okay, so do you think that they move or they migrate from Northern region because of, is it the hardships they like? school dropouts or stuff don't you think some of them are like running from this outmoded cultures that young women have to marry old women to like end a living because maybe their, com- their family comes from like a ba- like a poor background and as a result of that they give you to someone who is very rich to marry you at a younger age don't you think that's why some of them run to Accra to come and work as high or Okay, so talking about the child marriages and uh, outmoded rights, uh, in that angle, I can't be specific. But when you look at the Kaya, you realize that some of them are teen mothers. And so even if they are given to marriage at the younger age, if they give birth, maybe the husband is not able to support them. So you realize that they will carry their children and then they will run to the southern part to look for jobs to uh, fend for their kids and maybe the family back home and so that is also another factor child uh, marriage is also another factor um, because of the financial situation in the north some parents tend to give their children to marriages at the early age for some form of uh, sponsorship from the husbands and as a result of that when they get to their husband's homes and the care is not there they might give birth and then run to the southern parts to look for jobs in order to be able to sponsor themselves and the babies that they are having. Thank you for this enlightenment. Um, last week, I went to Makola and I had this encounter with one woman who carried my mom's stuff to like the lorry station. And I was asking her why she got into the job and why she is doing this because she was fluent in the english like this was my first time meeting a kai lady that was very fluent in the english so i had like to talk to her and ask her why she was doing that and she was like her husband died and as a result of that they were coming to perform this widowhood right on her and it was too like it's not as this normal widowhood right we see it goes through like they go through pain because they thought she was the one that killed the husband so she had to run for her life and actually come to accra to come and do this job to survive because she has five children and once the husband died there's no way she could take care of them so she has to come to accra to struggle do these things to take care of the kids and make sure they go to school because she don't want them to end up like her on the streets of accra Okay, like you are saying about the widowhood rights, it depends. You don't know exactly what happened that the family might have treated because in the north, I personally, my, I lost my daddy and we went to the north. My mommy uh, performed the widowhood rights and stuff. But it wasn't something that you say it takes human rights that you need to run away from. It's like other places that's that they has been banned on them. That is what I know. 
and so maybe the family did it uh, i remember there are some tribes you'll be allowed to marry uh, your husband's brother and so maybe it was then that she has refused to marry the husband's brother and that you can run away even if you go you are still part of the family and being an ordinary to um with my place we don't really do anything tedious you don't have to go through all of those harsh um widowhood rights whereas it's actually very simple mostly the widow doesn't usually go through a lot they leave you since they believe that you are in shock and you're in pain they allow you know have all of your privacy you, you you are on your own until it's time for the funeral where maybe they need to shave your hair or something which is an option to their options that there are ways to opt out of that too then maybe i'm sure she's from a different tribe but maybe because they, they were asking her to marry the husband's brother and she's not interested in the husband because it is something that is there if your husband dies and uh yeah, you are younger. like part of the family you are either a younger brother or an elder brother they will choose one whoever likes you and you like the person back you're supposed to marry the person mm. but if you cannot if you cannot marry the person or you don't like the person, you can choose not to. As it stands now, my mom is still single and she didn't marry to the family. You can even select a member of that clan. Oh, okay, then I'm sure because I'm a, I was a stranger, like she didn't want to tell me more about what she went yeah, through. So I understand her though. So thank you very much. Like you guys, you really enlightened us. You really opened our eyes to what why this like the reason why these people come all the way from the northern region to accra to come and do these jobs so to chip in with what you're saying concerning the girls coming to the south and stuff some people they go to school with an empty stomach and going to school with an empty stomach how do you learn you can't yeah, learn how do you yes you understand so all these things constitute to them coming to the south to do whatever they are doing to earn money okay thank you lovely listeners for being with us we are going on a short break we'll be back stay tuned for more people of Ghana. Welcome to the Kaya Association podcast. How is your day going? We are the Kaya Association of Ghana and we advocate for women and children in the business. Our association seeks to establish a professional body for Kaya ladies in Ghana. We will establish a social media platform for these ladies in an attempt to promote and push their business forward. We all know what these Kaya ladies go through. Carrying loads in this country sand is not an easy thing, Charlie. It's not easy on the street. They go through a lot, especially with the mothers carrying babies at their back and carrying heavy loads just because that's what they do for a living. They go through a lot and it's not easy. 
so what we intend to do is try and make it less tiresome for them make it lessen it a bit at least we are not saying it's not going to be difficult once we try to step in and help them no that's not what we are trying to say but at least we'll minimize it we'll make it more lovely easier for them so why don't you join us every week as we discuss into details some of the challenges that these kaya women and children go through every single day some go through these things like they have issues with clients some with accommodation some with these taxpayers here and there they go through series of challenges each and every day have you even wondered how much they earn a day yes so we're bringing you more on our podcast so along with my co-host we will be discussing real life issues and will bring you true stories that we have seen and encountered. There's a saying that experience is the best teacher. We have spoken to these people, we know what they go through. So together with my co-host, we're bringing you more and more about these Kaya women. Welcome once again. I go by the name Mary Dazzy. To any NGO or philanthropist that will be listening, we humbly request your help towards achieving association's goal of helping these Kaya women and children. We can't do this alone. We need your helps. There's a saying, there's an old adage that goes that together we stand, divided we fall. And two hurts are always better than one. We cannot do these things without your help. So if you want to offer any help to these Kaya women, please don't hesitate to reach us on all our social media platforms. You can email us on kayasassociation at gmail.com or visit our WordPress on kayasassociation.wordpress.com. Thank you.